0: Hello, welcome to the Pure Mental Podcast. We're here with Common Youth, and today we're going to be talking about some of the services they offer. Would you like to introduce yourselves? Hi,
1: I'm Stephen. I'm an information worker in Common Youth, and have been for, I think I'm on my 14th year. So that's either crazy or a passion I'm not sure I try and work that out each year as it passes and um, I actually really enjoy working in common youth I have always worked with young people for the past 20 years since I was 17 so working in common youth is awesome because we have drop-in so the clinic is there and it's open every day so we never know who's coming in the door and um, so we never really know what capacity we're going to be doing the support with with each individual so they could be coming in and getting um, an STI check Uh, they could be coming in to get uh, contraception so maybe starting the pill or need something that everybody calls the emergency contraception or the morning after pill we call it the emergency contraception because you can take it up to 72 hours or five days so if we call it the morning after pill everybody feels like oh the days passed i can't do it now do you know but really actually you can take it throughout a few days so the best thing to do is contact the clinic you can come in and get condoms advice information speak to medical staff um, we're the only clinic that has a counselor and every clinic walk in um, so you don't necessarily need to book an appointment You can, when you come in to see the counsellor, book an appointment from then. So like say you're in town and your head has melted and you needed to come in for a chat, there's always someone there. So I'm there to provide that service as well. So you would come to me, go through some information, I would register and we would work out what support you need. We find a lot of the time that people come in and they're in for an STI check or they're in for the emergency contraception or just condoms. And then what we call it is accidental support so they come in for one thing and then the next thing they're like oh do you do support for mental health so then we refer them into counsellors or we refer them on to other services depending on what they need i mean we have got um young people beds for the night because they've been homeless and um, especially through covid because of sofa surfing there's so much less of that happening now because of covid because people are concerned at who's in their houses and things like that so There's a lot of vulnerable people out there that find their way to our clinic and thankfully we're there and have the service provision to support them. So yeah, the clinic's open every day. um, It's for contraception and people always think that when you access the clinic, it means you're having sex, but it doesn't necessarily. It could mean that you're questioning it. It could mean that you're thinking about having sex. It could mean that you're going through changes in your body and you want to have a chat about it. it could mean a number of things, but really we're there for well-being and emotional support and relationship, sex and education. Um, and I'll pass over to that with Sarah, because Sarah is our one of our RSA workers, relationship, sex and education. So do you want to talk about what you do?
2: Yeah.
0: It's just crashed she's been knocked off the call so Stephen would you like to take over and tell us about the education side of things
1: yeah well Sarah does the RSE she um, recently started with us and she has been training up to do my job as well so the RSE you work with a lot of different people and there's lots of different needs in the room as well the difference with my job is because it's one to one so If a person comes into the room they have a wee bit more freedom to decide whether they want to divulge information talk about something that's maybe happened in the past or what they're maybe thinking about in the future whereas when you do a group scenario that doesn't come up as much so the great thing that we always try in the groups is make people realize that they can access the clinic after doing education I always love it when I get a young person into the room with me and they tell me I have did one of your RSE programs because it means I have to do less work with them I just ask them basic questions and understand what they have understood in the RSE program you know and then after that I can actually just have a chat with them because a lot of the stuff I do is education um, with one-to-one but if they've already did a program then that's awesome um, but I think Sarah was going on to say there that she does all of Northern Ireland which is true. During COVID there, her and our other RSE worker and I helped them as well, um, we started to create a bigger online presence, which I think a lot of people had to do um, just to get the information out there as well. So doing fun games like cahoots and um, with education. So you could learn about contraception, but also be, have it fun. And you can do it with a group of people and you could have scores and you a lot of people go away thinking god I knew so much I thought I knew so much about contraception and then they realize actually no I don't know as much as I thought I knew it, you know um, or issues with LGBT or trans issues or I mean anything that kind of comes through our door everyone always just automatically assumes sex with us or even when you mention RSE I think sometimes people only hear the S but really when you look at it the bones of it is the relationships and the education, and I mean, who doesn't need to understand relationships in their life? Do you know? I mean, for you as a person, I'm sure you're still trying to work out relationships in your life because I know I am, and I teach about it. Yeah, your on relationships. You're never done learning about them. And exactly. Um. So relationships that are in the RSA is perfect, and then the sex part is obviously informative, which is great and understand what type of sex you want or like or are interested in and understand masturbation and all those different things as well um, and then the education obviously comes in and around that and that kind of links the two of them together again It looks like Sarah is rejoining
0: us here so um, would you like to take over and talk about the education and what you do? Okay, yeah
2: um, So yeah, I do the education part of Commonwealth I work with one other person and we work with the whole region of Northern Ireland we go out and deliver RSE sessions to young people needs of 11 up to 20 um, So, what RSE is, is relationship and sexuality education, and that covers everything from puberty, consent, the law, infections, protection, and uh, taking tests and treatment, and relationships, risk, behavior, everything. Um, We've been doing that for a year now, about uh, a year and a bit, and it's a really exciting job. We get to work with a whole range of young people backgrounds and it's really interesting and it's given to see like the whole front of where policy um, around RSE and people interact and because RSE is an arbitrary experience whereas it is in England um, and the rest of the UK it's not here so you're in a bit of a postal lottery as to whether or not you get this information which I think is really unfair and um, Race, kind a of feeling on our system that where you live and what school you go to dictates the quality of RSE that you get. And people see this job as you know just about it's just about not getting you know the clap for not getting an STI. But in reality, the fundamentals of it is how to interact with other people, how to create your own boundaries, and you know like just how to be a person. I'm not saying that I go in and I transform people's lives, but it's information that I wish I had got when I was younger. And information that I want to like kind of get out there. But yeah, so we there's a report that that is did uh, working with Queens and uh, the Belfast Youth Forum called Any Use. And if you do, if it is isn't interest, you're definitely going to even read it. It's uh, a fantastic document, and it makes a case that basically my job shouldn't exist in the, the format that it does. That RSC should be mandatory, and young people know that it's their legal right to have it. They want to have it
0: and they want it to be mandatory, regulated, and in screens. Um So, yeah, I, think that, I think that covers everything. Just a little um, Owen, have you ever been to our clinic? Do you know it? Um, I haven't been personally, no. I'm not too familiar with it. But um, what, would you walk me through the process of what would happen if someone walked through the doors? Cover your face up. Put some stuff on your hands.
1: Sanitise. Um, usually that wouldn't happen but obviously that's COVID. so usually what happens is you come in and you fill in a slip on the slip it has some details so we would ask for things like your mobile no- mobile phone number um, and that would be only if we needed to contact you with results we also ask for an address with a postcode and that isn't because we send things out per se and um, it's because we're a charity so because we're a charity we need to show to the government that we see people from different areas and the more people we see the more boxes we tick when it comes to funding and um, during covid we have actually been using the addresses only as and am so if someone wanted to contact us and say listen, i'm in uri and i need my pill during covid then we could post out then so they fill in the information the information has um a tick box so emergency contraception start pill more pill condoms um, sti testing sti treatment speak to counsellor, speak to information or other at the bottom and um, so you just fill it in you hand it over to um to the receptionist they put you up on the computer and depending on what you're in there for you either see the counsellor you see information workers you see the nurse or you see the doctor or you see three people depending on what your needs are and um, we try and make it as relaxed as possible because we are a clinical service but we're a young person's clinical service so you won't see people running around in like their doctors and nurses tunics you know like you would in the hospital and um, and we're all about well what about you what's the crack how's life um, use the language that you understand and that makes you feel safe and comfortable we're all very aware of that because when you go to these places like people are already so nervous I mean the idea of accessing a clinic we talk about it um, I mean a lot of people when they come to our clinic it's the first time they've ever accessed any service without having their parent or guardian with them so we're very aware of that so we do a lot of not physical hand holding but we do a lot of let's look after you let's see what we really need to do and um, if someone's in with me and they're going to see the doctor and they finish with me i'm like go in there and melt that doctor's head ask them all the questions you need to do you know take control of your consultation that's what it's about do you know because i mean to be fair if we didn't have young people coming in our door we wouldn't have a service so really yeah. Each young person that comes through our door is really our boss. Do you know? Because they're the ones that are in control, they're the ones that are keeping the service going, and they're the ones letting us know that they need us. Just
0: for the listeners, would you be able to give out the address
1: of the clinic? I can tell you where it is. It's, what, 9, nine to 12 or something? Waring Street. It is 9 to 12. Is it 9 to 12? I don't know what number
2: it is, but it's correctly right in Pizza Punks. Um, so if you know Pizza Punks in Belfast and um, it's it's directly facing that uh, but it's on Warring street there's no numbers on it it's just a glass door and you'll see our we sign on it it's up all the restaurant so you up two sides of stairs to access those and we also have a clinic in korean uh, and that's on Abbey street in korean and that's over two days a week um we also have that, but as, as a service user as like a previous service user, people go in thinking like at crisis point a lot of the time where, you know they have nowhere else to go, and then once you use the service, I feel like you, you go in there on a lot more casual basis to find out information. Um, so I feel like there's a lot of that when you go in. You go in kind of absolutely nerve wrecked and then you kind of find the support network you didn't really have, and you didn't know how to access to and I think that's important enough.
0: Stephen, you mentioned the group sessions. What, um group sessions would you offer rsa wise yeah as in is it group clinics or is it like workshops or
1: um... so we do a number of different trainings and um, so we would do like porn training contraception all of that sort of stuff kind of falls under the guise of RSA, but there's other specific trainings that we do do group work that we used to do in the clinic would have been if we had say a bunch of um young men coming in so Historically what happens is we get a lot of young men coming in together in groups, um, like a gang of them, and they're all the best crack in the world. They all just are all full of beans and they just do not shut up. So what I would usually have did with them was pull them into a room all together, have a chat with them, do condom demonstrations and that sort of stuff. We don't necessarily have the space in our new place, um, which is kind of a pity. So they all get one to ones Sometimes you would fire two in a room together and just have a chat with them. But these guys, aren't having sex they're in like mister gimme some doms and that's totally fine and i think yeah take some doms in figure it out figure out how to use them before you get to a point where you're going to have sex because when it comes to having sex you might be so nervous that you don't even know how to put it on properly and then mistakes happen and then they end up in our clinic for the wrong reasons and then they get what they need which is great and I mean if you come in our clinic and you need the emergency contraception we're not sitting there going tut 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 we're there going fair play to you for coming in because there's no point in sitting at home melting your own head when you can actually come in here and get the support you need do you know that's our feeling around it there's not necessarily group work that we do um, in the Clinic as much anymore. We do um, have uh, like volunteer groups and they come in and they make decisions about our clinic itself and decide what we need to do or what should change and so on and so on. Long term, we want them to sit alongside our board and make decisions for the clinic itself. Um, so that is something that we've been working on for the past year because. Um, it's all well and good being a young person's organisation, but we want the young person's organisation to be run by young people. But it, it's it's off the back of their own passion, so it's about them giving up their time to do that, and that's it can be quite a lot to ask of people, you know. So um, we do have a handful of people at the minute who are quite passionate and very good. So pushing forward that, that that would be great I mean doing this sort of stuff with you guys is awesome I think what you have set up and what you are pushing forward for is great and the fact that you have got funding for it as well that's also awesome and um, what yous are pushing for here is a big part of the reason why I work with young people because I'm so passionate about mental health and talking about it I'm pointing at it and making it free to talk about and when people say, well, how you doing? Actually saying, do you know what? Actually, I'm not feeling great today. That's okay. You don't need to say, yeah, I'm fine. Everything's fine. Do you know, all of that, I think it's it, it just needs to be really normalized. I mean, I always say mental health is the only thing that everybody in the entire world has in common. We all have that in common, mental health. We all have struggles, all of us. I'm sure
0: Buddha had his moments. Um, just to talk about the education side of things, you were saying there's not any mandatory um, relationships and sex or SE in schools. There is LLW, which covers a bit of that in PD. What, what are your What's your take on that?
2: Um, so yeah, like I was saying, like um, the, the report that the Belfast Youth Forum did, they did talk about that and why some nations got it. Um, and it is the performance that it should be, but it's not enforced. that that you are taught about it, Um, and there's some schools that do it excellently, schools that are very well equipped to talk about it, Um, but it's not everywhere and that's the problem. Um, It is an element of LLW, in England it's again, it's a part of like the the KHSC, like just physical health, kind of in the same kind of subject, Uh, but it's the fact that it's unregulated, uh, it's patchy, and it's often like, as the Belfast is find heavily heavily impacted by the ethos of the school.
1: Or even the individual who's delivering it.
2: Yeah, it can be, it, it's too circumstantial, too patchy, that you don't know what you're getting. It's like, you can be in one school uh, on the same street as one school and get a completely different education. Uh, we have people that have said their sex ed was like a person video, which is horrific. We get a lot of people complaining that uh, any sex ed people do get is very heteronormative and it's not very inclusive. Um, there's a lot of fear tactics in it. Uh, and that's obviously to every student does it poorly. There are obviously exceptions for that, uh, but it's just the consistency of it. What was your... Did you have any in-school... I know you did a bit of a podcast, a podcast
0: on this, kind of talking yeah. about it. We did, um, we did LLW with the three aspects, citizenship, employability, and then personal development. And then the personal development was... Um, well, well, it was split in between um rse and kind of a mental health aspect like what you how you've seen yourself this isn't so much mental health but it's in like how you've seen yourself years ago and how you'd like to progress moving forward and all that but um there wasn't anything definitive that was taught throughout yeah it just felt really flat. so when i did i
2: don't know what you it was the same thing talking about mental health it, was, it seemed really shallow yeah and, uh, seemed very like skirted around the industry and with engagement.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And I felt like I wasn't given any agency when I did it. Like I wasn't an individual who had an expression or had a desire. I was someone that to be taught something like a, a rigid system and like with mental health and with sexuality. That doesn't work. Like you can't be taught a rigid system of rules and guidance. It's about yeah. creating a well lived experience in a way to come to develop and use you nova know that that's why use instead of what you have done
0: it's great you want to get primary schools isn't it yeah we're open to start off in primary schools and work ourselves up basically oh. but um yeah a lot of the stuff would have been this is the mental health issue this is the definition and then um I remember one year we were like taught about STIs, and then split up into like different groups around the class, and then each group had to make a presentation on one of the STIs. What did you have to present? Um, I I can't remember now. Because it was really educational. That's how that's how forgettable it was, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's it's just it just tastes, it's just not
2: spicy. Like if you don't walk away from it, feel like like often we will main saving of conversation and from being a server, speaking Walk away with conversations and uh, comedy, from hopefully sessions I deliver, and um, kind of feeling like something is kind of readjusted in you, or you're kind of like, so. if you ever get that feeling where something's kind of shifted? Yeah, you have uh, and it a better
0: understanding. You
2: know, it's like treating young people like they have a mind of their own, and they do. Like a lot of, I feel, like education is t- teaching people to be somewhat robotic and just replicate things it's giving people that that
1: space to like well it's not speaking to the individual I mean this what I was hoping to do with you this evening was um, a part of a wellbeing programme that I deliver and the way I deliver it is through experiential learning so we talk about your own experience and we look at it and we figure out Different ways forward or whether it was a behavior or what was the behavior in it how do we understand what that was to then not make the same mistake the next time around you know um because a lot of what we do in mental health is learn behavior and then sometimes you accidentally make the same mistake again and again and you keep thinking why do i feel like this again why am i feeling like this again but it's because you're it's like folding your arms fold your arms now Fold your arms Fold them the other way Fold your arms the other way Is it a weird? It feels weird Because you have a natural way Of folding your arms So you also have like A, a natural way Of Responding to certain Experiences um, So it's about learning What they are Because had you ever thought before How you fold your arms No I
2: hate when you do something like this, <laughs> Because so
1: you naturally I do Things them. And then you're like oh, I like, do like, the
2: competition. They're like they I, i definitely just did it the
1: exact same way but thought i was doing it another way i know it's weird isn't it but then i think sometimes with our mental health we do it that way as well we don't even know we're doing it so it's about drawing attention to that and it's about recognizing what that is and i think the best way of doing that is the way sarah just explained it talking to the room asking the room what it is what is the issue What is different? What changes? The thing about common youth is I remember um, our CEO came to me and said, Stephen, we just have to get it right. And I said, Arlene, the best thing we're doing is not getting it right. And she said, what do you mean? And I said, because we're working with young people and things change so often and things move forward so often, not getting it right means we have room to manoeuvre. It means we have... The new thing, the next thing that we need to talk about, there's the something else that's different. The moving forward. I mean, like talking about mental health now, in comparison to when I was at school, that was not a conversation that was had. <laughs> I was
2: gonna
1: make a joke about your age, but I won't. <laughs> make a joke about my age? I didn't even do LLW. LLW came into school, I think, when I was out twenty years. Oh. Like, how old is LLW? How long has it been in schools? You didn't. You didn't
2: really wait to mess that well, one honest. <laughs>
1: I think a lot of like RSE and uh, mental health stuff I think it does have to be experiential So it does come from what your hopes and fears are And understanding what your hopes and fears are Gives you an understanding of what you want and need Because if I tell you how to have sex with someone That doesn't mean you're going to enjoy it If I tell you how to do your relationship, that doesn't mean it's going to be right for you either. You have to decide yourself what you like, what you don't like, what works for you, what doesn't work for you. And that's why when we talk about things, we talk about masturbation. And we talk about masturbation in a really positive sense because that is the first, hopefully, the first sexual experience you will ever have. So understand what you like is so positive so positive. And then when you go and you move into a relationship with someone else, you already know what the positive feelings are in your body. So when you're with someone and you're not having those feelings, then there's there's information there, isn't there? and that all falls back into mental health so as I said to you earlier on I'm very passionate about mental health and yes I used to deliver the program that um, Sarah does but I always brought it back to your emotions always brought it back to how you feel and always brought it back to your mental health and your well-being Always. Totally.
0: yeah um, thank you very much it's been lovely having you on and we'll definitely love to have you back so um, just that, that's us for this episode be sure to follow all our social media. No problem. Anytime. Would you guys like me to plug anything here? Well, like, just uh, right, like, we just have the
2: normal socials. We just our Instagram, common news, and uh, our Twitter and our Facebook. Uh, our Instagram's quite good for
0: regular uh, We've got a lot of like stuff. So I'd like, recommend giving that a follow if it's something you're interested in. Super. Thank you very much. And yeah, see you next week.